Hello, I'm Dana Weeks, and today I'm talking with Alan Hall, researcher at the Socionomics Institute and contributor to the monthly publication, The Socionomist. Hi, Alan. Thanks for joining me. Hey, Dana. It's nice to be here. It is a very conflicting time in Europe right now, and from your recent issue of The Socionomist, it looks like negative social mood is at a significant high. And I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit about how social mood impels the desire for countries to split up, to separate, and to secede. Sure. Um, you know, to really get this, you, you have to understand that socionomic theory holds that um, social mood influences the tenor and character of uh, subsequent events and not vice versa. Events don't affect social mood. So what happens when you have a, a trend toward negative social mood is it, it causes a general shift in the populace toward feelings of pessimism about the future. And this causes the stock market to decline. Well, there, there are other feelings that, that accompany that. Um, uh, people grow less tolerant, uh, less inclusive. They are more exclusive and uh, separatist and, and polarized and angry. Um, the negative social mood also has economic effects. And these end up becoming, uh, they're negative economic effects, and they end up becoming rationales for people to explain the way they feel. It's, it's sort of like, um, you know, I'm not doing as well as I was 10 years ago. I don't think my kids are going to do as well as I'm doing, and etc. So um, people generally blame others for this, and, and often they, they blame the government. If a country has a history of uh, separatism, it will likely flare back up if uh, negative mood is present. So it's really a case of where people see the glasses is half empty and they act in ways that amplify the separation and division. Um, I saw this great example uh, in uh, New York Times, a funny example, this morning. Um, it's, a, it's a really good analogy of how people can be biased toward separatism. And uh, the article's titled, uh, 13 Questions That Lead to Divorce. And just for example, the, the third question says, name 4,000 things that we don't have in common. People tend to, uh, they want, if, if they want to separate, they tend to find and look for reasons uh, why they should do that. And in a long-term bear market, such as what's going on in Europe right now, um, it, the, the, those reasons are easier to find. The uh, Eurostoxx uh, 50 index on a nominal basis is down from its all-time high in 2000, uh, 17 years ago. That's a long trend toward negative mood. So similar to Brexit, we're seeing secessionist expression all over Europe. Can you tell us what's going on in these other countries? Well, this is a trend that socionomists forecast nearly two decades ago. And it's really fairly simple. Uh, we surmise that positive mood created the European Union with uh, tremendous feelings of unity, and that negative mood would eventually tend to break it up. So, um, you know, now that's becoming increasingly obvious. Uh, a recent column in The Guardian said, um, the, anyone who thinks that balkanization is a, a 19th century term um, is a fool. It's, it's just very obvious that, that balkanization can happen today and fragmentation like that. So right now, at least six European countries, uh, Denmark, Belgium, France, Spain, the UK, and Italy, have secession movements underway. 
In the latest issue, we plotted their primary stock indexes valued in ounces of gold denominated in each country's respective currency. So this adjusts these sociometers for inflation to give a better measure of what the average person is experiencing. These indexes have all declined roughly 70 to 80 percent since their all-time highs near the turn of the century. Um, Scotland narrowly voted against secession in 2014 and it's again calling for independence from, from the UK. Uh, rich regions in North, northern Italy um, want increasing auto autonomy from the, the south. Uh, nationalists are in power in Corsica. Um, that's a French region that has a long history of separatism. Uh, Belgium's New Flemish Alliance has been described as a, a um, secessionist movement and it's gaining strength. Mm -hmm. And Alan, what other factors come into play to determine the outcome of whether secession is achieved or prevented or in a worst case scenario erupting in violence or even civil war? Well, a lot depends on the historical context. Uh, the economic conditions, and one other largely overlooked but very crucial factor, the availability of a common enemy. Um, that anger from a bear market, it has to go somewhere. And so um, it can either be directed inward into civil war or it can be directed outward. Uh, a common enemy tends to direct it outward. So. Um, you know, one good example is from the U.S. Civil War. In the build-up to that war, Abraham Lincoln's uh, Secretary of State advised him to start some conflicts with European countries in order to win back the loyalty of the seceded states and avoid civil war. But Lincoln said no, and he famously advised, or, or, or just said no, uh, one war at a time. And he uh, refused to respond to any provocations or initiate any provocations with Europe during that whole war. So we don't really see any common enemies on the horizon for Catalonia and Spain right now. Um, this suggests that there's the potential for, you know, if, if social mood continues negative for um, uh, increasing, uh, increasingly violent civil conflict in, in that area. So, Alan, just so that I'm clear, my understanding of what you're saying is that when negative social mood gets that intense, when it gets to that boiling point, it has to it has to release somewhere. And if there's a common outside enemy, then that is where those sentiments are directed. And if there isn't a common outside enemy, it's directed inward internally in the country. Is that right? Yes, it's it's um, it's really the the anger component of the mood that has to go somewhere. It's got to be expressed. And to do that, you, you've got to have an opponent. And that can either be your neighbor or somebody overseas. And for the country itself, it's a much better experience if it's somebody overseas than, than if we have, you know, if you have to endure something like the U.S. Civil War. Alan, are you seeing this trend globally as well and in other areas other than Europe? We are seeing some hints of it globally. Um, some uh, recently in South America, some in Africa, and then always sitting on the back burner is uh, China and Taiwan. So these are things that we're keeping our eye on. We, we will probably do some work on this next year. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much for your time, Alan. Thank you.